Welcome to Commission Impossible. My name is Scott Fish, and with me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, the dynasty godfather, the the king of all that is productive, struggly, Ryan McDowell. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I feel like I, I'm mastering the struggle. I don't know. I don't know about the productive part right now, but I've got the struggle down. So, oh, riding the struggle bus. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> we've uh, become for no- known for our commissioning over the years, and got together to start a podcast to help other commissioners out there. We tell stories, answer questions. Talk about cool league ideas and and stuff like that. If you have any, commishpod at gmail.com. Love to hear your emails. And now let's get on to the show, Ryan. Let's do it. How about you read the first one? I feel like I don't have any Twitter questions. I don't have any. I'm going to throw this at the beginning of the show today. Let's just let's just get to it. We're just doing it today. Do it. First question from David Valentine. We don't know where where David's from. Let us know where you're from. We love to see that. David says, I proposed the idea of second chance dispersal to my league, only thinking of the benefits, like the option of freshening up poor teams and adding a fun element to the league. Some owners brought up points that made me change my mind, like how an owner could buy a bunch of aging players and sell off all their picks one year only to get into the second chance dispersal and do a reset with the assets in the pool the next year. What are your thoughts? Uh, those are very valid thoughts. I would say very valid concerns mm-hmm. um, and running now a dozen leagues uh, that in, that use the second chance rule. I definitely have seen that. Um, I've also seen teams get caught doing that mm-hmm. because Second chance is, is kind of a, a two to tango deal. If if nobody else wants to do the second chance, or if you have no other uh, new owners to the league, then then you're stuck. So there is, I do think there's some risk to doing that, um, especially if you're trying to, to play that game every year. You are going to get, uh, eventually you're going to get caught. You're going to get stuck with that, maybe that roster you don't really want to take into the next year. Um, but in general, I, I think those are, those are some real concerns. Yeah. And I, I do think it's like, there, there are a lot of times stuff like this can come up and you go like, that's, that's, you know, that's definitely something that's not good that people can do on the other side. It's a strategy. Like, <laughs> like, right. I like leagues that allow lots of different variety of strategies. Um, I think that's just. Like if, if that was my league, it'd be like, okay, that's that guy's strategy. It's, it's not a whole lot different than a guy going for it in a win now strategy, uh, except for, you know, this guy, this section, second chancer might get, uh, you know, a, a quicker reboot to it. Um, yeah, I think that's a good point because in, in a typical league anyway, taking second chance out of it, uh, you're going to have those teams that sell their picks and that acquire aging mm-hmm. veterans to yep. really make that push. And, and they don't have a way out. And then you're yep. going to get, you're going to get a bad roster. You're going to get probably an open team where that, that owner leaves the league. Mm-hmm. So I, I did want to back up here because we just okay. jumped right into this question uh, and, and into the second chance discussion. We talked about it a lot on here, but uh, just to 
kind of remind everyone what second second chance is. So second chance is a rule that I made up for a few of my leagues uh, years ago. It's been almost 10 years ago now, which is crazy. Uh, But basically um, you allow any team that wants to, to take part in a dispersal draft. So normally those are saved for, for new owners, new teams in the league, uh, but with second chance, you allow everybody to get in. They give up all of their assets. They give up their players, the picks, uh, whatever other assets you might have in your league, Devi players, Devi picks, m- amounts of money, whatever it might be. You give it all up and you participate in a second chance draft or auction. And uh, that that's basically what it is. So you can get some of those players back if, if you want, uh, potentially, but um, – that that is the idea. So allowing that reset is actually a good thing. And and one of the the reasons I first implemented it is I knew every single year I was having owners leave the league because yeah. they had they had you know whether it was their own fault making some poor decisions or whether it was just bad luck with injuries or something like that. Their team had not gone as they had planned. And rather than um, rather than take the years to build that back up, they were moving on. And uh, th- you know, there's some argument to be made if those are the types of guys you want in your people you want in your league anyway. But um, I viewed second chance as a way to keep the the bulk of the league together. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm I and I love it. I. I don't have any rules or any leagues currently because I'm I've cut down to almost nothing for leagues, um, uh, not almost nothing, just an amount that I can handle. <laughs> and and the ones I have don't have second chance, but I've always, uh, I've always, I've always loved that. And uh, my uh, the two leagues that I just gave up a couple of years ago had it um, for the last few years. Uh, because of you and it was just it was awesome i never got to participate in one myself uh but uh yeah it's it's such a cool rule such a such a good way to potentially avoid those uh those abandon those team people abandoning teams um let's go to the next one uh tony writes in uh, first off, I love the content you guys have been pointing out. Steadily getting through all of the commission podcasts while I patiently wait for a bull rush return. Well, we just recorded one last week. Um, now this, this one is from like a month and a half ago, this email. So, um, he's, he's, hopefully he's heard the new bull rush. Uh, I was curious if you guys can give your thoughts on a league I'm trying to get off the ground. I've taken ideas and rules from many different leagues, ideas, blah, 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 blah. We know that whole spiel um feels like a lot of leagues that are created nowadays are like uh amalgams of a bunch of a bunch of different leagues uh he calls it the triple double league three times quarterbacks two times tight ends you know how i feel about that already Uh-oh. Uh, no you know what i'm fine with it here 10 team ppr so 10 teamer I'm a little more okay with both of those sides the three quarterbacks and two tights uh three quarterbacks oof in a ten teamer, you almost like want to put a like a max amount of quarterbacks you can own limit. <laughs> if you have to, if you have to start thirty, it feels like no team should own more than three. <laughs> but uh, uh, that's beyond here. Let's ten ends a premium. 
pretty normal scoring, it looks like. Everything is auctioned. Do we like that, Ryan? We love that. Love yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, taxi is six-man for Debbie and Rookies. Okay, um, that's pretty normal uh, for people who have taxis anyway. Tanking is okay. During the season, um, max of 30 players. Off-season shrinks to 20 players. Once again, you are in a deep keeper league. You're not in a dynasty league. Um, and it's okay. <laughs> I I'm, I I love to make fun of the semantics on that, um, but still, it yeah, it doesn't matter. It's awesome. Uh, players cut to go to free agent auction. That happens before the rookie auction, so they have a free agent auction. See the the thing about that thing about cutting in the off season like that, it does create basically an extra auction of free agents with value. So, yep, um, yep I like that. Rosters expand at free agent auction to 36, but go back to 30 for the regular season. A lot of roster movement here. I love that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it forces action, you know, making making stuff like that, it forces action. Double header victory points for regular season, Ryan. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're making that makes Ryan smile, I think. <laughs> Just double header victory points is uh that's a that, that we're doing that in, in a league Ryan and I are in right now. That's right. Um, yep. Uh, commissioned by Ryan. Top six make the playoffs. Toilet bowl for last four. Winner gets pick equivalent to 2.05 money because um, everything's auction. That's good. That's kind of like the 113 rule. With the, um, I like pretty much everything about this, you know? It's good. I do as well. I don't, I don't like I, the two tight end, even in a 10-teamer. But, I mean, in 10-teamer, it's more acceptable to me. Right. Um, I just wonder, as, as I was reading this, and I would not suggest to Tony to go this route mm-hmm. uh, because it, it, it would change the whole face of the league. Right. But with, with a 10-teamer and with starting requirements like this, with – up to three quarterbacks, up to three tight ends. I should I should say it is two quarterbacks plus one super flex. Um, I think I might have incorrectly said three quarterbacks starting, but I think people understand. Right, two quarterbacks plus the super flex, two tight yeah. ends plus some flexes. Um, I'm assuming those flexes could be tight ends as well. So at least two of each with room for more. Scott, what would you think about a league? And it would not – I don't – think it would be a dynasty league but what would you think about a league where you only rostered the starting lineup so you would in, in this case you would only roster uh what mm. two four six yeah yeah ten eleven players sure so that that's obviously forcing some uh, a lot of action a lot of roster moves in season uh, yeah for sure you know, especially with bye weeks and stuff right do you do you eat the bye weeks or do you drop players you know if it's mm-hmm. if it's Patrick Mahomes bye week you're taking a zero but if it's uh if it's Drew you know not not Drew Brees you know if it's Jameis Winston bye week maybe you're yep. dropping him if it's Matthew Stafford maybe you're dropping him um what, what do you think what do you think about are we, that league are we ready to get into story time here you want yes, to hear a story? I do. I want to. My brother, for a very long time, uh, lived in uh, the town I went to college in, um, and he worked at a golf course nearby. And so he would go to this bar with a bunch of the golf course people and and uh, fr- friends from – and he worked at 
uh, he was assistant basketball coach at, at the nearby college and with college uh, coaches and whatnot. And they had a league like this where they had a starting lineup and that was it. And they would go down to the bar every single week. And uh, I can't remember if it was an auction or a draft or what it was, but they would get new players for their mm-hmm. team to replace the injured players or the bye week players. So all they would have is a starting lineup and they would go to the bar every week to, you know, basically do their waiver run um, to, to get a new, you know, their new starting lineup. They, and I, I still remember like, God, who was it? I think it was Robert Brooks or something for the Packer. Like he was, he was injured and he was like, I don't want to, I don't want to put him out in a free agency, but I can't play him for a couple of weeks. God, I can't remember who the player was. It was a Packers wide receiver, I think. Um, but so my brother played in a league like this for many, many years. And I always thought it sounded absolutely awesome. And by the, by the end of the time he was doing that league, they had added an IR spot for a player on by or injured. Just one. Um, and they still did it every week. They did the – but um, I think the the long and short po- point of the story is everybody in that league absolutely loved it. I loved hearing about that league. And it created like almost like a, a weekly event. And I can see doing that like even online, having like every Wednesday night – we are going to spend a half an hour doing a small waiver draft instead of blind bait waivers. You could create, it almost becomes an event because there's some really good players out there. So long story short, I love it. <laughs> hmm. Scott, do you have some time on your hands? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe we might have to think about that. I don't, I don't know that I, I have time on my hands, but <laughs> it, I kind of want to, shoot my brother a text or an email and get like a bunch of details on that league. So maybe we can talk about it. Um, Cause yeah, but I'm yes. <laughs> yes. It's, and, and I love it with this. When you have a lot of flexes, his league was not like that. His league was like, you started, you had seven or eight players. This league, it's like two, three, four, five, six, yeah, 10, 11. 11. Yeah. Their, their league was just base, you know, like old school. Um, yeah. As far as Tony's league, I would not change anything. I I, I love it. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of personal preferences that uh, might be different for my leagues, but uh, it, it looks like he's he's not doing contracts, but he does have the the ten player cut down, which is uh, which is in in the realm of contracts. Um, and it it it's twenty players in a ten team league is two hundred players. That's going to leave a lot of stuff out there in the free agent pool. Right. Oh yeah, you're you're going to have some quality quality players in that free agent auction. Yeah. Like t- 20 players isn't even double like you don't even have a backup for each of your starters at yeah. that point. So um yeah, a lot of well, good value. Especially when you when you consider if you're only keeping 20, you're keeping all of your starting quarterbacks, you're keeping all of your starting tight ends. Because mm-hmm. they're going to be so hard to get, so that free yeah. agent, I mean, you're you're going to see some quality running backs and wide receivers in that free agent auction. Yeah, yeah, that is, yeah, that's an extremely good point, Ryan. The tor- two quarterbacks and two tight ends, 
and being able to play flexes of tight ends and uh, required two starting at both. You would almost never drop a tight end or a quarterback into that waiver pool. Right. Wow. That's a really good point, Ryan. Yeah. Um, you want to read the next one? <laughs> sure. I wonder how many times in the, this is our 40th episode, I believe. Our 40 episodes of this show, I've went, ah, want to read the next one? <laughs> at, at least 40, maybe more. <laughs> we, need, we need an audio clip of just me doing that 35, 40 times. All right. Next question. This is from Jacob from Germany. Awesome. We love our international listeners. Uh, he says, hi, Scott and Ryan. Love your, uh, love your podcast. You've given me a lot of helpful advice for my leagues. Uh, and I hope you can help me out this time. We will try. Uh, I'm a co-commissioner of 36 team, three copy per player IDP dynasty league with a seven round rookie draft. We started in 2016. Uh, a lot of fantasy football rookies. That's good. Some some new folks to dynasty. Good. Uh, over the years, some of us spend a lot of time with fantasy football, and others don't. Uh, past couple of days, an owner from a, a poor team traded away a lot of valuable assets for a very low price. Mm. Uh, yeah, we, we see that yeah. way too often. Um, the owner doesn't really negotiate, accepted the first offer. Uh, all trade partners came from a very close circle of owners uh, who started a, a fantasy football blog and podcast a little while ago. Ooh. Uh, so hmm. they they knew more about fantasy football. They knew that they knew about the trade behavior of the other team to mainly accept that first offer. Uh, so, so pretty much we're having a one group kind of target a bad owner is basically right. what, I'm, yeah. what I'm seeing here. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't sound like collusion just sounds like one owner is bad. And this, these savvy players benefited a lot. Right. Much. It's obviously the fault of the uh, unknowing owner to trade away assets or uh, not seek other offers. But the offering owner is, is also responsible. Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, what is your opinion on this? Who's responsible for the trades? Should we consider kicking out the unknowing owner? Uh, we've already talked to him, told him to take time and ask for help, but these trades still happen. Yeah, and uh, that, it's a tough spot. It's a really tough spot because um, in, in the majority of leagues, I mean, even the – Scott, you, you probably see this even in your pigs leagues. Mm-hmm. I see it even in my kitchen sink leagues that – you know, we kind of think of as expert leagues or industry leagues, but in reality, we we still have people who are making poor trades, and and you could even say getting taken advantage of. I, I don't think I've ever removed an owner for that reason. No, nope. I, I can't I remember. Can't remember a time I have. Um, I do encourage, like Jacob is doing, I encourage them to ask me uh, or to ask anybody for advice on a trade or if if there's some confusion on the rules uh, to to reach out and and have those discussions but i think i think for now i would just kind of keep going as is I, I i it does make me think of of an owner that has been in my leagues for a long time for years and years and every time we roll over mfl to that new year he's trading away his future first right you get the yeah you get the, the next year's first available 
And the day that we roll over MFL, somebody is sending him a bad trade offer to get that future pick. And it's usually a top two or three pick. And, and he's, he's making that deal every single time. Um, so it, it's frustrating, but it's, you know, it's just kind of part of it. Um, yep. It, it I, is. I, would, I wouldn't do anything at this point. Yeah. And it's for, it's also, if it's just this one owner, like how much can these three teams really be benefiting off that one owner, you know, like before the well is dry. Um, uh, Jacob said he uh, attached the trades. Uh, maybe we think they're fair. I, I didn't copy them into our, our, our show notes here. So um, that's on me, but uh, I, I don't think, I don't think it matters. You know, if, if a bunch of the owners in the league seem to think they're unfair and they're angry that we can assume that they probably are. Um, Yeah, it's, it's a tough spot, but I'm, I'm mostly with Ryan. It's just one of those, this is just what it is, I guess. Uh, I don't, I'm not kicking out any of the parties in, in my leagues. It's, I, I wouldn't love this scenario in my league, but I also that's not my place to to do anything. I, I don't believe. Pretty much, Ryan. Yep, I agree. Yeah, it's it's just. I mean, every league's going to have, especially when you get thirty six owners, you're going to get one or two owners that are just not that. You know, they're they're just not at the same level, and you're probably going to get three or four owners that are really savvy. Um, in this case, those three or four owners seem to be a, a little group, a clique. Uh, they have uh, a podcast, etc. Um, but um, in other leagues, it's people with no connection, and there's just three or four savvy owners doing the same thing to to the you know the owner that's not quite as good. It's it's just something that happens. Um, but I mean, don't you you know our buddy buddy Leo Pasiga talks about scouting the owners in your league as much yeah. as you're scouting players, you know, absolutely scouting it's, the it's incoming very, class. Yeah. So it's, you have to know those, you have to know those weaknesses of every owner in the league. And mm-hmm. maybe one of the weaknesses is they make bad trades. Maybe that one of the weaknesses is they trade away their rookie picks at, at a cheap cost. Maybe mm-hmm. they blow their waiver budget. Maybe they always invest in, young players when, when they shouldn't, or they sell veterans uh, at at a discount. Like we all have, we all have these, these gaps and these um, areas of, of struggle as dynasty players and smart dynasty owners in our leagues are taking advantage of those. So again, it's just kind of part of the game. It is. Yep. Uh, hi gents, Matt from Sydney. Love the show. Great work. This is the guy and I'm going to only read part of his email because this is the guy we talked about. Uh, I talked about his tweet a few episodes back, three, four, five episodes back about the pirate league, uh, uh, a fever league, uh, uh, that when I first became acquainted with them, they were called pink slip leagues. Um, where you're able to steal a player off another person's uh, roster. We talked about that in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. You can look in the you know the title of the episodes to try to find that. So I'm going to skip over that. But he has a question about Vampire Leagues. What is your view on – and for those that don't know, a Vampire League, uh, Tom Kisslingberry uh, talked about it or brought it up, uh, created it, whatever. Um, 
Good job. <laughs> I don't know why I said whatever. It's good job. That's all. It's an awesome idea. Uh, very awesome of, of Tom. Um, but uh, I said whatever to myself, not being able to figure out the words <laughs> that I wanted to say. Oh, but uh, he created this Vampire League idea where you uh, have a vampire and he basically drafts his team after everyone else has drafted their team. And when he wins a game, he's able to, you know, steal a player off the other, other person's starting lineup. So the Matt asks, Matt from Sydney asks, what is your view on when a player faces the vampire and benches all his starters to avoid a loss and potentially forced trade? To me, this has a chance to take the fun out of the league. Um, in the league I play in 72 teams, you can only steal starters. So this has had an impact. 72 teams and only one vampire? Or there are a bunch of vampires? Because that, that sounds fun. Like a super vampire league where there's, you know, six vampires. <laughs> mm. um, P.S. Yeah. Free, en- free entry into the Pirate League for an SFB 10 spot. Never had a chance to play in SFB yet, so happy to cover your buy-in. <laughs> Well, thank you for the offer. Uh, make sure you're signed up on scottfishbowl.com. To, to, and now I have it so you can check if you've already signed up so you don't have to inundate us with with multiple uh, signups. You can actually check on there if you've already signed up. And, and um, But uh, as far as this, I honestly just think it's part of the strategy, and I'm fine with it. Uh, I guess it could take some of the fun out of it. Um, it probably takes mo- the fun out of it for the vampire, that they don't get to steal a super good player. But my rea- my reaction to that was make the rosters shallower. I already feel like rosters should be shall- on the shallower end in Vampire Leagues anyway. But if you make the rosters shallower, like let's say it's a 14-man – like when I was setting up a Vampire League, I was doing a – I think it was a 12-man roster with eight starters or a 14-man roster with eight starters, something like that. Um in that scenario, they basically have to start two players or so that they normally start, right? <laughs> and is with bye weeks even more. So I say make the the rosters shallower, and they're gonna have to put decent players in that lineup. Well, I think I don't know. We might disagree on this one because it's already in this scenario. It's already hard for a vampire to win anyway. Right. Um, I mean the the deck is stacked against them, so to have somebody basically giving up a win just so they don't lose any players. I think there has to be some kind of penalty. If if you want to do that, if you want to protect your players Mm -hmm. and you're, you're already taking the loss, which, which is a penalty, but you're bringing that on yourself. I think the, I think the vampire should get, maybe they get a rookie pick. You know, they don't get any players because you didn't have any players in your lineup. Well, they, They've got to get va- something. Are Vampire Leagues Dynasty Leagues? I don't think I've seen a Dynasty League one. Oh, I don't know. I've seen some. I, I feel like oh, I've seen some. Interesting. Maybe, well, I mean, maybe not. It, it probably is a thing. But uh, my my thought was, your league probably has anti-tanking rules. So, like, I, I suppose if you don't want to allow that, have some anti-tanking rules with a penalty, like Ryan said. Well, if you're in – I don't know. Now I'm confused about the whole topic because – if you're willing to take a loss in a redraft vampire league, I, I mean, you can't, you know, you can't give away games in, in a redraft league. There's, you know, you've got a dozen regular season games. 
Right. And it's it's a fight for the playoffs from week one. So losing on, you know, taking that loss just to keep your roster intact doesn't seem like a good strategy. Um, right. I don't know. I, I, I feel like the, the vampire should get something. Yeah. Yeah. Like almost, uh, there almost should be like, if you think that this takes the fun out of it, which he does. And, um, I can definitely see that angle. Uh, I think there should be an anti-tanking rule and the something that they should get out of it is if you're found guilty of tanking, the vampire can steal any player from your roster, not just the starting lineup. Well, and if you're benching your entire roster, then you're obviously tanking. Exactly. So, I mean, putting something like that in there pretty much would eliminate tanking, I think, against the vampire. If, yeah. <laughs> would you rather protect? Um, would you rather protect your, uh, you know, bench players, or would you right. risk risk him taking it? Yeah, it's yeah. So, yeah, I think that would probably eliminate it. Um, I will say I've seen a lot of I've seen a I've seen a, not a lot, but I've seen tweets of the nature that you know I played the vampire this week, so I'm benching X player so he can't steal him. I've never I haven't I haven't seen the tweets of I he benched his whole lineup, but I've seen the he benched Saquon Barkley. To, I'm making that up the Barkley part, but I've seen the he benched his best player so the vampire couldn't steal him. And so that's where my head was with the strategy thing. But if it's the whole lineup, that's it's, it's a, quite a bit different. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. agree. I, I don't, I don't like the taking the loss. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Did we help him? I feel like we helped him somewhat. I hope so. We talked about it a lot. <laughs> I, I love, I love his pirate league idea though. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Go back and listen to that on a, on a previous show. Uh, am I up or you're up? You're up. Is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. All right. This is from Mike in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Mike said, I had a team fill an orphan spot a year ago. No huge issues other than they aren't really active. Takes two plus weeks for them to respond to trades. Takes a few days or weeks to respond to a message. Always sets a valid lineup, but with the inactivity and the fact that their team looks like a full-blown rebuild and they don't see it, they aren't trading or doing anything about it. It scares me for the future of the league. If this one bad team sticks around on the current path they're on, is there a nice way to ask someone to leave? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's fine just to say, especially if you've had some communication about it before, but I think it's okay to say things just aren't working out. We're looking for someone who can be more active in the league. Um, and again, if you've already had, conversations like that then then that makes this one a little bit easier uh if you've asked them to make sure they're responding to trades before they expire or voting in polls or or whatever it might be and they haven't changed anything then it's time to move on yeah that's uh it we get this we probably get this question more often than we should and it always feels bad they 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 do what they need to do 
like lineups, draft picks, and nothing more. And they're lazy on every other front. They pay their fees. Those owners really do kind of drag a league down a lot of times. Um, I don't know that there's a super nice way to ask them to leave. Um, And, I mean, I've had this situation before. And every time it's happened and I ended up moving on from that owner, they've never cared. Yeah. Like it's 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 one of those things that I feel like we worry about it more than they do and once yeah. it's done it's just done and like the 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 team that was super inactive just didn't even really care that much and that's why they were super inactive other right. than what they had to do. Yeah, I mean they're kind of showing you the league is not a priority for them already. Um so it's probably Scott. You're absolutely right. Probably not going to be a huge deal. Yeah, you're making it more of a deal in your head about about you know making the separation than it's actually going to be when you do. Um, at least that's what my experience has been in these situations. Uh, I I would just you know I don't know how well he knows this person, but uh, I would I would just tell him you know it, and the you know, hopefully you, this is, you know, I, I would probably look for a new owner when you find one, that's a really good owner. Uh, tell this guy, um, we, we found a new owner for, for this team that we want in the league or whatever, or you can just tell them it, it's not a good fit. I, I don't know what you, you know, how you go about making those, uh, those, uh, emails or in-person talks or whatever it is. But, uh, it just feels like he needs to he needs to go, and you need to be, get a better owner in there. Yep. So that's gonna be our show for the day, Ryan. We 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 have been pumping these out left and right. I I don't even know how we're getting so many of these in. It it feels like it it almost feels like we're stuck in our houses with nothing to do and we we're finding time to do shows. It's weird how this is, how this is working. I was, I was just talking about today. Like we, we, it feels like there's all this extra time at, cause there's no driving to work. We're, we're in our houses and like, there are things like my nightstand still needs to be cleaned off. And like that I have a, there's a part of my in my, my, my ice maker in my fridge, my freezer is broken. And I've been meaning to fix it for like a year and I, I could fix it now, but I still have it even with all this time. <laughs> like it's, it's this crazy German expensive uh, fridge that we inherited with the house and it's too expensive to buy new parts. So I was just going <laughs> to buy a new part. So I was just going to try to fix it myself and I'm just, Yeah. The, the audience doesn't need this story, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's just, you think there's more time to do things and I have no excuses and I'm still not doing them. <laughs> it, it's good to have the time though. It's good to have the option. Yes, exactly. Uh, you know what I'm doing at that time? I'm not fixing the freezer. I'm getting people their commission impossible podcasts. That's right. Yes. Brought it around. Okay. All right. We're we're gonna we're gonna call it a day there. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. You can follow me on Twitter, Scottfish24. Follow Ryan on Twitter, RyanMC23. And email the show, commissionpod at gmail.com. And that's where you can oh also rate, review us, subscribe, whatever you do on any whatever thing you're doing your things on, do the thing with that thing. 
Right, Ryan? Yes, so is, that. Is that how the professionals say the end of the show? I think that's how I normally hear it, yeah. Do the thing with the thing. Do that thing with the thing. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. <laughs>